everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blastburn Radio Adventures. I'm Steven. I'm Tanner. I'm Celeste. And I'm Jacob. And guys, where we, well, where we last left our heroes, Nick was in a moment of triumph. Hooray. Aster was in a retreat to solitude. And Rin was in solitary. That sounds about right. Yeah. Wait, solitary for blowing up a machine? Really? Well, I mean, she's the only person in the holding cell. She's not in solitary. <laughs> she's just alone. I was going to say, poker gel is harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think that they would put her in with the hardened criminals right now. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't. I'm a dangerous outlaw who has a knack for breaking computers. Yep. No, Ruka is a dangerous outlaw <laughs> who breaks computers. Rin is a sad girl sitting in a cell. I can be a sad girl, mad outlaw that breaks computers. Uh, well, <sighs> that that is quite literally actually where we last left our heroes, with Rin sitting sad and stressed and alone in a jail cell as an officer informed her that she had a phone call. And I think we can kind of just pick it right back up there um, as as Ren gets slowly and shakily to her feet um, and the officer Jenny unlocks her cell and opens it and and leads her to a plain desk with a telephone with the receiver off the hook. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna take the receiver and put it to my face. Okay, are you, are you gonna say anything or are you just gonna hold the phone like a derp? <laughs> uh, to be fair, she totally would just hold the phone like a derp. Okay. Um, so I think there's just kind of kind of silence for a minute, and then you just kind of hear a gruff voice just go, huh. "Hello, I, I thought I heard movement. Is is someone there? Are you are you breathing in the phone?" I, I think so. And you would recognize the voice as as your dad's. Mm-hmm. And he's just gonna, <sighs> Rin, Rin, sweetie, your ma and I. We've been gone a day. What what happened? They're calling me that you're in in jail. What what happened? I I kind of broke a computer. You you broke a you broke a they threw you in jail for breaking a computer. Was what what? I that they want me to replace it, but we, we I can't afford to replace it. What what were you doing? Whose computer? What were you doing that you broke a computer? Uh, Chauncey was at the he was at the Pokemon League registration building, and he was in my face, and I backed up, and I got Rook out because he was in my personal space, and then he then he tripped and slapped me, and then Ruka attacked him, and then his furfru attacked Ruka. And then the the registration lady said to take it outside, so I started backing to the door. But Ruka dived the furfru and missed and dived right into the computer and broke it. And I think his voice is just going to get real hard, and he's just going to be like, Sweetheart, you're saying this boy hit you? I'm going to like actually like grab my face where it hit me and be like, Yeah. And... Rin's dad has always been, I think, like a very calm and a very gentle man. And she hears an anger in his voice that I don't think 
I'm not going to say that she's never heard because like he's a dad. She's lived with him her whole life. I'm sure she's seen him truly mad a couple of times, but only a couple of times. And it's never ended well for fucking anyone. And he's just going to be sweetheart. Let me grab my coat. I'm on my way. Wait, dad, you don't need to do that. I just, I, I just need the, the money to pay for the machine and to get out of prison. And I think your dad's just gonna just heave a, a real heavy sigh. And he's gonna say, "Hun, I... You know your ma and I, you know we don't got a lot. We've never had a lot. But we've always... We've always given you what we've got. Always. I, I hope you know that. I hope that deep down you know that we have done as well for you as we could on what little means we've got. I... I know. I don't... I, I don't like being here. Being in this position. I don't like having this conversation. I know. I, I know, sweetheart. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I... Ren, I'm scared for you. You've always been different, kid. And that's not a bad thing. I I love the ways that you're different. I love your your mind and... I love the way that you you see problems different than anybody else. And a lot of times you're able to solve them in ways that I would never think of. But other people, they don't they don't see that good part, at least not all the time. And, you know, I was worried about you going out on your own. But your your ma talked me into it. She said it was going to be fine. She said you were going to have your friends with you and that it's it's part of being young. It's part of going on a, a Pokemon adventure and, and seeing the world and that you, you'd come out of it stronger. But sweetheart, it's been a day. It's been a day and you're in jail. One of two things has to happen here, Ren. I love you. But one of two things has to happen. Either you have to stand on your own and fix your own problems and be the adult that your ma tells me that you're trying to be. Or if you need me to step in and be your dad and take care of you, I'll do that. I will I will bail you out. I will do whatever you need. But if I'm going to be your dad and take care of you, you need to come here where I can take care of you. I need you to come home. And... I think we'll let that scene fade there with Rin with her head in her hands and a phone up to her ear, having been given what I imagine is a very difficult and painful ultimatum. And we'll check in with Nick, who last we saw him was stepping out of the Viridian City gym with a shiny new Emerald Earth badge pinned to his tie as a tie clip. Where's Nick heading? Um, uh, I'm going to head back to the Pokemon Center. I still haven't heard from Aster. I'm worried that she's wandered off or gotten herself into trouble. I know that Rin's not going anywhere. So I'm going to go check on that before I head to the, the prison, I guess. Okay, um, so you make your way across town, I, I think fairly uneventfully. At this point, it's evening and the sun is starting to set over Viridian again. Like, you've had a pretty eventful day of um, property destruction and frantic gym battling. And you make your way back to the Pokemon Center on the south 
section of town, um, which is, is currently fairly bustling and busy as, um, like various travelers and trade folk are getting their Pokemon healed up after a day's like labor or hard battle. But well, actually, no, I take that back. Nick just left the gym. You're probably going to want to heal, stop and heal your Pokemon, huh? Yeah, that was the secondary motivation for coming here. Okay, um, so you you approach the the Pokemon Center counter, and I I imagine it's the same older Nurse Joy who was here yesterday evening when you got into town. Uh, her face lights up when she sees you, and she says, "Oh, oh, look at you! I would ask you how it went, but I, I can see how it went. Congratulations on your your Earth badge! Congratulations on your first badge!" Thanks very much. I think Peridot, who's sitting on my my shoulder is cheesing about it too, even though she's very hurt. Yep, she's still got bits of ruby like stuck between her teeth, and she's just absolutely tickled. I, I'm gonna kind of look at the 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 nurse Joy and be like, uh, speaking of which, uh, do you mind healing them up? They they had a a bit of a rough and tumble. And she's just gonna smile and nod, and she's gonna look at Peridot and be like, you know, sorry, hun, I can tell that you're you're one of those who's a little particular, but you have to go in for me to fix you. She's probably fussy about it, but she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she she sticks out her tongue and blows a raspberry in her joy. But when you hold out the luxury ball, she doesn't like struggle or hide from it. She just sits there and goes back in. Um, and then you put the balls in the tray. Nurse Joy goes over, does the the do 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 do, and brings you back your your pokeballs, all hale and healthy. If anything, Desperado might be a little bit less healthy than he was when he went in because he ate a lot of health out of that star. You. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just pin the Pokeballs back on my uh, belt. I'll let Peridot back out. And I'm as I'm doing that, I'm going to be like, oh, um, snap, snap, snap. Uh, that one of the two girls I was here with earlier, did she come back here? And she's going to nod and she's going to be like, yeah, yeah, she... Like, she seemed just, like, really stressed. She didn't say anything. She just went right upstairs to to her room. Um, I I actually I called up a couple hours ago because, again, like, you guys had to check out by afternoon if you were going to. So just to see, you know, hey, are you staying another night? And I couldn't get any answer, but she hasn't come down either. Okay. I, I'm going to reach into my wallet and pull out some of my poker money <laughs> and just be like, we're staying another night. Sorry that nobody got back to you. It's been a real crazy day. And – I think as you pull out your Poke Wallet, she's going to see your your Pokemon League license, and she's going to be like, "Oh, oh, you officially joined the league. You didn't just challenge the the gym. I know we talked about it, but I didn't think to check. Um, actually, your money's no good here. League trainers and and people traveling with league trainers they get free accommodation in Pokemon centers. It's one of the perks. Oh well, fantastic. Thank you for letting me know. Uh. <laughs> Does she have a tip jar somewhere? <laughs> no, no. We're still going to pretend this is a socialist utopia and she doesn't need one. Uh, okay. I feel bad. I kind of want to give her something for her trouble and her help, but all right. You, you could slide it into Chansey's pouch, I suppose, if you wanted to be gross about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's just creepy. We, we have already tormented this Chansey last time we were here with racism. Let's not <laughs> make it any any worse. So Nick just kind of nods and uh, runs uh, upstairs and knocks on the the door to Aster's room. Aster? Aster, I know you're up here. (laughs) Uh, No response. Nick heaves a a heavy sigh and looks at Peridot and goes, if this wasn't an emergency, can you run in there (laughs) and get her attention, please? She's probably got her music on. 
And Perry just kind of nods uh, solemnly and uh, she phases out through the floor. And Celeste, what is Aster doing right now? Probably just listening to music in a chair, looking at a book. Okay. Um, so Aster is sitting there looking at a book in a chair with her headphones on, listening to music. Um, is Sale out? Nope. Okay, Sale's He's in resting. Okay. Um, and so Aster's reading a book, and as she's sitting there kind of just jamming out silently, reading this book, trying to push everything else away, uh, she just sees Peridot's face come through the book. Great. Um, <laughs> Save a life! <laughs> That freaks her out enough to where she falls back from the chair and slams on the ground. So so Nick is outside the door. He sees Perry disappear. He hears her say Sableye and then just thump, 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 crash. <sighs> Nick just rubs his forehead like he's got the, the anime like crunch <laughs> like at, at his temple is just like, oh, my, my Lord, Why? <laughs> and then he knocks again and goes, Aster, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. One second. And she'll get up, probably have a bruise on her arm, and open the door. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, Nick does take a minute to look Aster over and make sure she's not significantly bruised. Yeah, I mean, she she's taking a bump. Like, there's a couple of red spots, but, like, nothing... Nothing that she would need medical attention for, certainly. Okay, so he looks Aster over and then goes, all right, all right, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I sent Peridot in, but you weren't answering your door and you weren't answering your phone and Ren is in prison and I need you to come help me right now. Wait, Ren's in prison? What? How? I'll explain on the way. Come on. Uh, uh, okay. Okay, so Nick grabs Aster by the arm and turns on his heels, prepared to stomp down the stairs and run to... I assume either the league building or the jailhouse or somewhere, but you take about three steps towards the stairs and there are actually steps coming up and coming up the stairs. You see Ren. Okay. Uh, so I, if I see her come up the stairs, I'm going to be like, what is going on today? Ren, are you okay? How did you get out of prison? Uh, my dad came and, bailed me out and i'm gonna like kind of uh try to push past you guys into the room that i had earlier this evening or last night whatever um can nick make an insight check on this to see just how well he reads her social interaction um sure if only because he is in this kind of not a state of panic but he's He's not seeing everything as clearly as normal because he's been in a rush to try and get all this straightened out. I rolled a 10. So, yeah. Uh, he, he reads that she's in a pretty bad uh, place. And when she goes to push past, he just moves out of the way and lets her go. Astrid's just confused. She rolled a three on her insight. Still very confused. <laughs> Aster in the back of her head is just like, well, someone please tell me why there was a prison. <laughs> yes, pretty much. She's giving Nick the weirdest look. Like, what the hell is going on? He just kind of looks back at her and goes, I'll explain in a minute. And he waits for Ren to go by. Like, clearly she does not want to talk to us right now and he's not going to push it. Okay. 
If you give it something like five minutes, she's going to come with all of her shit packed. Is uh, basically going to just go ahead and write the way she came. All right. So let's assume that Nick is standing out in the hallway with Aster explaining exactly what happened. Audience, you know what happened. I don't need to (laughs) rehash it for you. And Celeste has listened to the episodes. She knows what happened. Mm -hmm. But when Ren comes back out, I'm going to be like, where are you going? Like, you're not. Well, clearly you're leaving, but are you going home? Are you going back to school? Like, were you going to say goodbye? Like, I know that you're pretty bummed out and some shit went down, but I've been busting my ass all day trying to make arrangements to get you out of prison, so two words would be kind of nice. Uh, I'm sorry, just... I'm, I, I'm going home... Dad came and bailed me out, but he said I had to go home if he was going to do that. And uh, I think this is going to be the first time in probably something like a couple of hours she's going to, like, pick her head off of the floor and, like, actually look at you. Which is going to be somewhat strange because I don't think that Rin actually, like, looks people in the face that often. Like, even if she's talking at you, she kind of, like... Like, she's looking to the side of your face or, like, away from you most of the time. So, this is going to be, like, the first time in, like, a good long while that she actually, like, looks you in the fucking face. I... I'm real... I I don't... I don't know how to say this. I I don't like what what's going on here. And I don't think that I'm cut out for it. The, the business with with rockets scares the shit out of me. I've been hit and taken to prison in the same day. I can't even, like, manage to be a friend to my Pokemon. I just... Uh, I, I need some time to at least do that much. Nick just kind of nods. He doesn't interject. He just listens. And when you kind of start to ramble. He just, he lifts a hand and he goes, listen, Ren, I get it. When we left school, we said we'd go as far as Pewter and figure it out. Clearly you figured it out here in Viridian. I'm not pleased, but I'm going to miss you. And yeah. Did they at least give you Ruka back? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let him out when we, get home so we can get adjusted. I'm, I'm going to walk over and Jacob, this is a legitimate question for you because Rin and Nick have known each other for a while, not just longer than we've been recording this portion of the show. Right. How comfortable would she be if Nick like reached out and just put a gentle hand on her shoulder, because if that is not anything okay with her based off of their relationship, he would know and he would not do that. But if they have a close enough relationship, having lived together for several years, then he will. So you let me know. Uh, so like in general, Ren has tried to keep a fairly strict personal bubble and she hasn't made good friends with people to necessarily like, break that down uh, particularly well. But, uh, I don't know. Coletti actually seems to be something of an insightful guy. If it is not for very long, or not very invasive, Ren would not mind. Yeah, I mean, it'll be be quick. It, 
like I said, it would be something that Nick would only do if he felt you felt comfortable. Right. So uh, he's just going to reach out and put a like a gentle hand on your shoulder for just a second. And he's going to say, it's going to be okay. You go home. You do what you need to do. But you promised me one thing, all right? I mean, I'm going to look at you like... Okay. <laughs> I just needed some indication that you were listening. Yeah. Um, and he goes, you spend time with Ruka, all right? Take that time to figure you two out. Right. I'll figure out everything over here. Don't you figure it out in a grave. Well, that's not plan A. I'll make sure to write. Or dext. Or something. We we get service in kind of life. Well, good. Expect more selfies. <sighs> so while this is all going on, Astra looks really guilty. And once they're done talking, she'll be like... Sigh a bit and go, I, I can't help but feel this is kind of my fault. I could have been there. Ren, hon, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm... It's fine. If it's anything, I'll go take a look at it and see if I can save your parents some money. Um, I, I, I'm really sorry. Chauncey just... I, I don't run from a lot, but Chauncey brings it out in me. I, I don't like dealing with him. And she'll offer her a hug, but knowing that it might not be a thing, she won't go for it. I mean, for like a, like a half a second or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Do you need help carrying anything? No, I I do a good job of only packing what I can carry. Both of you guys take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you later, yeah? Yeah, take care. Yeah, absolutely. Alright. Like, she'll wave by and go downstairs. And Rin goes downstairs and outside where her dad is currently waiting alongside a a very large black bird very large black flying type pokemon that i don't think nick or aster would have ever particularly seen before but it has a, a saddle large enough for two or three adults on its back uh, and it has a large banner like streaming from the end of that saddle you can't see it on the ground really other than that there's like a lot of uh canvas there but as Rin and her dad climb up and get her her bags latched, and as this flying Pokemon takes off, you you see that uh, as it streams out, it reads Air Galar Sky Taxi. And with that, Rin is gone. everybody it's your buddy jolly cutting in on a real somber moment for the gang everybody's real emotional right now and i know that you have got to have a million questions and i'm gonna do my level best to answer them uh, at least in in due order and starting with the obvious 
yes, what you've just heard is correct. There is no trick. There is no bamboozle. It will not be turning around by the end of the episode. Uh, Ren has left the party. And by extension, Jacob has left the cast, at least for now. If you weren't aware, my sweet baby brother is a college student and he is entering the final semester of his bachelor's program and also staring down the barrel of applying for grad school programs. And ultimately, he decided that it was best to not have extra time commitments right now, a decision that we fully support. I love this little goofball. I am super proud of him. And I'm so glad that I got to share this particular creative project with him, at least for a little while. If you've enjoyed Ren or Sakamoto or just Jacob's unique brand of obliviousness here on the show, be sure to let him know that. Uh, get at him on Twitter at Ripper underscore Jack or in the Blastburn Radio community discord. I am sure you guys have... A ton of questions about like what this means for the show, for the future of this very program. And we're going to do our best to answer those real, real soon. So just sit tight and be patient. We appreciate it. As of me recording this little middle blurb, it is after American Thanksgiving. That holiday is past, but I'm celebrating it with my family tomorrow because working in healthcare really fucks with your sense of time. Uh, and as such, I just want to take a moment to say how thankful I am for Jacob and for Celeste and Tanner, my partners and my very best friends. And for you guys for riding with us this far and for all of your love and support, financial and otherwise. I'm a big believer that you can tell a lot about someone from their tribe, from the people they surround themselves with. And I couldn't ask for a better crew. So thank you for that. All right, that was a lot of mushy stuff getting in the way of our business, so we're just going to speed run Strat the rest of this. Uh, be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell you call it. We haven't yet hit that big 5-0, and if you don't review us, you will go to real human prison. It's the law. Uh, the intro, outro, and intermission music of today's show was provided by a friend of the show, Glitch X City. You can follow her on all relevant platforms at Glitch X City. You can follow this show on social media at Blastburn Radio, me personally at BBR Jolly. Tanner at Messer Engine, Celeste at Celeste the Lost, and Jacob at Ripper underscore Jack. As always, check out Tanner's company, Mythic Portal Games. If you like a role play, they do a role play. It's real nice. You'll like it nice. Uh, lastly, as always, this show is made possible by the support of our patrons, including Morton, Mackie Grad, Dozer Zagashi, and other listeners just like you who have donated over at patreon.com slash challenge accepted media. I know that the holidays are like a real like tight and stressful time for everybody, but if you uh, would like to and can afford to support us financially with a small monthly donation, if the spirit moves you, uh, you can get cool perks, including early access to our podcast content, including this very program. You could be listening to it sooner. Um, and we're again in the process of kind of reworking those rewards. So there'll be even more and better and newer stuff coming soon. Um, so thank you guys very much for your support. We really appreciate it. All right, that's going to be it for today, guys. I hope that you all had a very safe and happy holiday, and we'll see you soon. So take care. Okay, so Astra is going to keep that promise, and she's going to go directly to the Pokemon League and see if it's open so she can look at that machine. If it's beyond operational hours, Nick will uh, call. Or Again, at this point, it's Friday evening. So, yeah, they've already closed for the evening. Um, but Nick was given the personal dex number of the manager um, who 
you know, I'm sh- Janet. Yeah, Janet. <laughs> um, so, so Nick shoots Janet, Janet a quick dex and says, like, hey, we're on our way to try to fix the computer. And she says, okay, I live around the corner. I'll be right there. And she's actually outside when you get there. All right, awesome. When we get there, I'm going to be like, hey, I know you just got off work. Thanks for swinging by so we could look at this for you. And she's just going to kind of nod and say, you know, it's it's no big deal. I... You know, again, I know that your friend was already able to to, to foot the, the bill and, and get out, but I haven't yet called for repairs. So, like, yeah, if you guys can fix it, then at the very least, I can refund some of their money. Um, and she unlocks the door and holds it wide for you guys to go in. Okay. We go in. Or I go in. Yeah, and I feel like that entire time of waiting for her to get there, Aster is, like, constantly apologizing to Nick. Um, she goes in as well and goes to take a look at it. Okay, so I think rather than rather than make you perform a series of tasks and have you roll on each one, which would be kind of shitty, we're just we're going to condense this down to one mystic roll, one mystic roll for Pokemon technology. And that role is going to determine like how this scene plays out. Um, so go ahead and give me a mystic for Aster. Nine. Okay, so that is a a mixed success. Um, so with that, you you examine the computer terminal and you're quickly able to see that the, well, the problem is exactly what you suspected it would be. A flying type Pokemon flew into expensive electronics and flooded them with with electricity, essentially. So you are able to determine that the the internal surge protector of this. Uh, this machine did its job and it absorbed most of the shock, which is why it didn't literally catch on fire. Um, but unfortunately it was overloaded and, and a couple of the components were fried as a result. So we're just going to say just again, money's kind of an abstract, abstract concept in this system. We'll just say for, for the sake of scale, maybe that Ren's parents paid an, a, an estimated repair cost of 10,000 poke to get her out of jail. Um, and you're able to quickly ascertain that you can repair this damage with about 2,000 poke worth of parts. Okay. How much did I make from Rohan? Um, we'll say about 3K. All right. I'll just take that money out and hand it over to ask her when she's like, I could do this for about this amount of money. I just like reach in my wallet and go, here you go. <laughs> she's going to give you a weird look because she doesn't have the parts. I-, I can't make parts out of money, Nick. I know that. Let's go buy the parts. I don't know what to buy. There's this wonderful thing called capitalism <laughs> where you can make <laughs> anything out of money. <laughs> <laughs> We've also already established that all of the Poketech companies have a large presence in Viridian. We've also established it's Friday night and everything's closed. Not everything. It's Friday night. Retail will be open. Okay. Well, let's go to wherever's open then. So, so long as Janet's fine with that, well, I mean, we'll let her know we're going to go pick everything up and come back and we can repair it in the morning so she can go enjoy the rest of her night. Does that work? Yeah, I think that's what she was going to suggest, too. She was going to be like, guys, like, I, I left dinner on the stove to come down here. Like, I appreciate that you can fix it. Can we do this tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally fine. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, and so you guys will head out and she will lock the door behind you and head on home. TLDR, we shop. <laughs> yeah. 
and then sleep. That doesn't need to be an entire scene for certain. Yes. Um, again, there's there's like an entire like small ward of this city that is like micro department store esque, where like Silfco has their own building, and on the bottom floor there's a Silf store. Same thing with Devon Corp. Um, there there's that's where like um the Aether Foundation's office in Viridian is stuff like that. Um, and so I imagine that you guys go to. Probably to Sylph, which I imagine is like the Poke World equivalent of Apple at this point. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> okay. E- even though Aether is the ones who wear all white, but like they're not really a tech startup. So yeah. But you make your way to the Sylph store and y- and you buy the appropriate computer components um, and you head back to the Pokemon Center for the night. Uh, is there anything that you would like to do tonight at the Pokemon Center, or are we just media resing to tomorrow morning? Uh, we're probably media resing to tomorrow morning. I think while we're shopping for parts, Nick is pretty quiet most of the time. He's just kind of following along. And if Aster's rambling about technology, he's just kind of nodding because he's spending most of the shopping trip thinking about the last time he went on a collective shopping trip with people he considered his friends around a time that there was a crime. And he's just very, he's reflecting. And he's very compartmentalized right now as a result. Can I roll something to try to pick up on that? I mean, I don't think you necessarily need to roll to notice that Nick is quiet. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, Nick is never a loudmouth, but he's he's more inward facing than normal. Then while shopping, Astro's going to look back at Nick, realizing he's not really saying much. Hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I am. I'm just feeling bad and thinking about how I could have done better. Well, you didn't run away like I did. That makes him laugh. And he goes, yeah, you don't know that. Not today, at least. But I still should have stepped in. Well, and I shouldn't have ran. I could have done something more than just leaving. I'm going to regret this for probably all my life. I feel real, real bad about Ren. Yeah, me too. Nah. God, I don't screw up often, but when I do, it's always the worst. He uh, he he laughs a little bit uh, and actually like wipes his eyes uh, and he goes, yeah, "Don't worry about it. Everybody messes up the worst when they mess up. It's just the way people feel about things." That, that's fair. She's tearing up. I'm sorry. Just don't do that. Don't do that. We're going to cry in the electronics aisle. I'm, they're covered in plastic. It's okay. Yeah, there's there's hipster employees looking at you strange. Yeah, she'll flip them off. <laughs> she, she's, she doesn't have any anything to do with freaking self-co. <laughs> Nick reaches into his uh, vest pocket and pulls out his father's handkerchief and hands it to Aster. Thanks. She'll... Wipe her eyes and hand it right back. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. Um, so you guys, you guys successfully complete your shopping trip. Um, you you gather the parts that Astra needs to fix the broken terminal. Um, you head back to the Pokemon Center and sleep. Um, you you wake up in the morning, eat a hasty breakfast, and and meet back up at the Pokemon League office uh, at the time that you had arranged with Janet so that she can let you in. Um, and again, I don't think unless you guys have something in particular you want to linger on, we need to particularly linger on this scene either. Um, like Celeste has already made that role; she's already succeeded, and she is going to 
to be able to repair the damage successfully. Um, much to the delight of the receptionist who really is a pretty decent person and didn't want to penalize anyone. She just wanted her goddamn shit to work because rowdy kids decided to come in and fuck it up. Yep. Uh, like once we have it all fixed, Nick's going to go over to Janet and just say, Hey, thanks for letting us, uh, help out. I'm glad we were able to fix it. And I'm real sorry that it was a problem in the first place. And she's just going to nod and she's going to be like, it's, I, again, I, I get it. You don't work in, in my line of work for as long as I have without knowing that, you know, trainers will be trainers, right? Um, I just, I wish sometimes that maybe heads ran a little bit cooler. Um, but that's that I mean, you don't really tend to take up a life of adventure and battle. Uh, if you're the type of person who plays it cool all the time. So it, it just comes with the territory. Um, thanks for the help. I'll be sure to, um, wire, uh, that, that girl's father back the, the money he paid for, for the repairs since you guys covered it. I'm sure that they'll be very grateful. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be in town a little while longer, but if I don't see you, Janet, good luck. I'll see you again when I come to challenge the elite four. Have a, have a good day. Yeah, and she's going to smile and be like, you you too, congratulations on the on the badge, by the way. It looks good on you. Thanks. Uh, and Nick's going to head out. He's got a different vest on today, obviously. Different vest, different tie. He's got a Magikarp vest on today. With, like lots of little Magikarps on it. That's adorable. That is adorable. It's great. And he kind of steps out with Aster and goes, well, uh... It's like it's just me and you now, and we still have a promise to keep to a young boy with a Spiro problem. Yeah, we really need to fix that. And hopefully soon. For note, Aster's wearing like a white sundress with Eevees running around the bottom of the, the trim. Okay. So we got a badge. The park ranger doesn't have a, a real reason to hold us up now, I guess. Uh, maybe we head over to the forest and... Take a look at what's going on. Yeah, we probably should. Okay. Um, so you make your way over to the the gate at the north end of town, um, which leads to to the, the short expanse that is known as Route 2, um, which went, runs right into the Viridian Forest. Um, and at that gate, which is normally unmanned, um, you actually see that there is a small contingent of, of Poké Rangers. And... You recognize them immediately by their, their signature uniforms, which for a forestry service are a little bit unusual in the fact that they are bright fucking red uh, with an enormous floppy hat, which is not exactly what you would necessarily expect of people who make their, their living in the woods. And they are currently blocking the gate and, and actively turning people around. Um, and as you approach, you can hear the, the man who appears to be in charge, an older man with gray hair, um, telling uh, a couple in front of you, like, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I understand that you have business in pewter, but the forest right now, it is, it's, it's not safe, um, for, for casual travel. There is, Honestly, we don't know what is, is causing a ruckus in there, but the local wildlife is as aggressive as I have ever seen it. And I, I can't send you in there without an escort. It would quite possibly be a death trap. And off, off to the side, you actually see uh, another like elder veteran ranger who seems to be like in, in 
what appears visually to be somewhat of a heated argument um, with a, a junior ranger, a much younger young man in the same uniform, although they are far enough away that you cannot make out the the contents of that argument. If they're engaged, I'm not sure I'm going to go interrupt them. Uh, I am going to walk up to the guy who's turning people away at the moment, though, because clearly he's the person who's talking to people. Uh, and just be like, hey, I uh, I overheard. And he kind of reaches into his wallet and pulls out his Pokemon League ID uh, and shows his badge and says, I figured you guys might need some help. And... I, I think this guy is going to look at you and he's going to smile a little bit wryly and, and a little bit condescendingly, if we're being entirely honest. And he's going to be like, oh, you know, well, thank you. Uh, I I do uh, appreciate it. You know, we, we do call upon league certified trainers from time to time. But like this is this is a wildlife issue. And it's it, like this is very much in our wheelhouse. Um, we're capable of figuring out what's wrong. We just haven't yet. Um, so, so thank you. We, we've got it under control. We just, we're, we're still working on it. Thanks. And he, he uh, turns away and tries to ignore you. <laughs> I am going to appeal to his better nature. <laughs> Can I roll a harmony to try and pull him back over to me in the talkings? Well, let's, let's do it this way. M- make your appeal and then make the roll. Okay. So Nick's going to go, hey, look, that wasn't me trying to be a dick, all right? This issue that you have under control, it's got Spiros flying down almost as far as the school. It's a problem. Seems like you need all the help you can get. I realize I'm a new kid with one fucking badge. I get it. But here's the thing. I can help. And I'm willing to help. And he looks around at the other people who are likely hapless citizens and goes, and these people can't. I'm more than willing to go in with assistance, with a guide, but you could use some trainers right now. Uh, Yeah, go ahead and make the harmony roll. Ten. Okay. So I think he's going to look at you real hard and like really size you up. And I think he's going to pull you aside actually away from all of the people that are waiting here and, and off into like a, a small antechamber, like, like a, a guard station or break room to the side of the gate. And he murders you because <laughs> he's a secret rocket asset. <laughs> no. And he's just going to, he's going to, he's going to pull up a chair and he's going to sit in it and he's going to kind of sigh and like rub his face and he's going to look up at you and he's going to be like, kid, I, I'm trying to put on a brave face for the people out there because you're right. They, they can't do anything about this. They just need to live their lives. They have business in pewter and beyond, and they're counting on us to do our job and keep the woods safe so they can get through it. That's our part in this arrangement, right? They agree to leave the woods alone and not pave it over with a highway and we keep their woods safe for travel so they don't need to pave it over for a highway. That's what the rangers are here for. But I, I've i been trying to figure this out for weeks. Whatever is in those woods, it doesn't belong there. It's not natural. And it is cunning. And it has evaded all of my attempts to even suss out what the hell it is. I... 
I appreciate that you are a Pokemon trainer, and I genuinely believe that you can handle yourself. I don't know that I can handle myself against what's in those woods, and I am very hesitant to throw children into a death trap. I'm going to kind of nod and say, I mean, I appreciate the concern, but at the end of the day, I mean, we used to trust kids younger than me out on the road with a Pokemon, and we've shored, shored things up since then to prevent tragedy, but... I didn't just go through the entire law enforcement curriculum to just not help when I see a problem. And he's going to chuckle a little bit and he's going to be like, you're, you're not wrong. Did you know? Well, you wouldn't know. How would you know? He's like, you know, I, uh, I've been working these woods my whole life. I, I battled red. I battled the red when he came through and boy, that kid was something. Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. He kicked my ass <laughs> and he just kind of laughs. And uh, he, he, Nick, Nick listens to this and kind of nods and goes, "Hey, I've I've been kind of rude. My name's Nicholas Coletti." And he offers his hand and he kind of gestures behind him. And uh, does Aster have a last name, Celeste? Nope, she doesn't give him one. Okay, well, good. Known you for three years. Don't know your last name. Uh, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm just gonna gesture behind me and go, and that's Aster. Aster was also student over the Oak Institute, but her studies are in, you know, Pokemon breeding and Poke Science, Poke Technology. I think between the three of us, we actually have a pretty good set of skills to maybe canvas the area, take a look at things. I mean, worst case scenario, we go in there, I can't help, and I leave, right? And he's just going to kind of nod tiredly, and he's going to say, I, I tell you what, I I like you. You're a good kid. Like, you got a good handshake. You're strong. Like, I can see that. Like, you, you aren't just one of these kids who leans on their Pokemon and lets themselves go preoccupied with their shorts because they're comfy and easy to wear. I You've been hanging out with Rohan. <laughs> I'll let you in. But I need I need a promise from you in return. Sure. And he's going to open up a desk drawer and he's going to pull out a flare gun and he's going to hand it to you. And he's going to say, we know that whatever is in there that's spooking the wildlife is on the north end and it's scaring everything south. He's like, I didn't believe the reports of Spiros on Route 1 because I didn't think it had spread that far. But if it's you telling me and not just little Adam, maybe maybe there's more truth to it and I owe him an apology. But Regardless, again, it's definitely on the northern end of the wood and it's pushing trouble south. So if you get into trouble, you should be able to run south, to run back. Don't be a hero, kid. If you get in over your head, if you can't handle yourself, you get out of there. And if you can't get out, you signal for help. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. If it's on the north side, isn't that closer to the pewter end? He's like, yeah, it is, but we don't see a lot of a lot of tourism in that direction. Like, there's rangers on that end, of course, but we're better staffed over here because this is where the people are. Yeah, it makes sense. I was just wondering if it would it would be worth it to have a few of the rangers from the other side come down as we went in towards the same area in the north, kind of like a. He thinks of the right word and thinks of all the bug Pokemon in the the forest goes a pincer operation. 
Um, but I'm I'm sure you already thought of that. I, I'm more than happy to take a look. I'll take your flare gun. If I get into trouble, I'll definitely signal. I have no intention to uh, get my ass whooped by whatever's in there. Okay. Um, so Nick takes the flare gun and the the ranger nods to him and grabs a thermos that's sitting on the desk and just takes like a big swig of what you presume to be coffee. And it's just like, uh, I gotta, I gotta put the happy face back on and go out back out in front of the crowd. And, and he just looks you solidly in the eyes and just goes, just, just be safe in there. Okay. Like I, I was young once I, I got around, I get it, but I'm, I'm not going to be able to live with myself if you get hurt on account of this. I'll be careful. I may not look like it, but, uh, I've seen some shit. <laughs> And he'll nod and he'll walk back out with you and he will open the gates so that you can pass through uh, and immediately start confronting the wave of outrage from the crowd as you are allowed through the gates, but they are not. As we're walking on our way in and I look, I look over at Parada and I have her use foresight. I go, so how bad is this going to be? And... I'm not going to make you roll for this one. You, you tell Peridot to foresight and she nods and she leans her head back and her eyes glow white and she levitates just a little bit. And then she snaps forward and she just shudders and just sable, sable eye. And as the gates swing shut behind you, it almost feels as though the sun is setting as the thick canopy of the Viridian Forest dapples and and partially obscures the sun. And the chitters of insects and the calls of birds await as you step into the deep, dark wood. <laughs> <laughs>